Hello and welcome to another uh, episode of Psychosis. I'm your host, Mervyn. Today on Episodes of Psychosis, we're going to be do- talking about uh, an excellent article that was run by BBC News um, on September 18th, 2018. I've posted a link to the article um, in the comment section of this podcast if you want to view the original source of the article. But I'm going to be talking a little bit about what that article meant to me today, and I highly recommend, if you're interested, that you go and check it out. So the article is called Hiding My Psychosis for 10 Years from the Age of 12. And it talks about uh, the story of Luke Watkin from Dorset, who's now 26 years old. And he first experienced psychosis when he was in the 8th grade in school and was alone in a corridor and he first heard a strange sa- strange sound and he, he didn't know what to make of it. Luke was actually very terrified by his early experience of psychosis. It's something that's easy to look past for, as an outside observer, but when you try and relate to the um, personal experience of someone ex- going through psychosis, it's important for you to think about just exactly how terrifying this experience can be. So in the case of auditory hallucinations, like Luke experienced, imagine the imagine just how terrifying and horrible the experience could have seemed at first and um, take a minute to reflect on that so that you can have empathy and relate to that experience Um, maybe relate to the experience of people around you who have gone through psychosis and and just think about how terrifying that experience would be for you to go through um, so I really, I have empathy and compassion for Luke when I think about what he would have gone through as a, as a child, effectively, um, feeling very isolated and alone with this experience, with this mental health condition, um, at the age of 12, uh, think about how terrifying that must have been for him. Um... The other point I want to make is that he did actually bring up the the experience with someone uh, in the school system, and when he went was first going through this, and it didn't go well for Luke. Um, his experience was sort of brushed aside, according to the BBC article. Um, there wasn't much in the article to explain what how that conversation went down or how it happened but you can imagine how confusing and terrifying that would be for anyone let alone a young child to basically be told by an adult well 
um, being being dismissed by an adult as irrelevant or as um, unimportant or something even worse or something that we just don't talk about um, and uh, and that's kind of a scary thing to think to think that somebody in a position of authority because of a general lack of awareness would lead young people to not getting help early on and that's actually um, one of the points being made in the article is that um, is that people probably wouldn't be able to identify um, early symptoms of psychosis and so then there's a concern that due to a general lack of awareness um, young people are not getting the help early on because there's not recognition about what's going on and what psychosis is and what these symptoms actually are pointing to. Um, And the article makes the excellent point that if you're experiencing these conditions that you should go to your general practitioner immediately, go to your family doctor immediately um, and seek out professional help Um, as soon as possible. Another thing that I find really interesting about this article is the explanation about psychosis itself. So the article takes a step back and takes takes the time to print uh, a description of psychosis, that it can involve hallucinations and delusions, and that it's And it can often be caused by specific mental health conditions such as severe depression or bipolar disorder or schizophrenia. It also goes on to describe um, biological conditions such as physical conditions like brain tumors as being potential triggers but also traumatic experiences and stressful experiences and the use of drugs and alcohol as potentially leading to the onset of psychosis. Now, one thing that I think that the article didn't do is talk very much about why why it would be that a 12-year-old boy experiences psychosis for example um, this is obviously not triggered by traumatic experience or actually I don't know but it's obviously not triggered by alcohol use I assume in a 12 year old boy or drug abuse I would hope in a 12 year old boy so one of the features one of the things that can lead to psychosis is just a genetic predisposition and so the article doesn't get into that very much but I think that's important to bear in mind that sometimes there's a genetic predisposition and psychosis is triggered by um, 
sometimes stress, yes, but sometimes it's just a genetic predisposition, predisposition and that shouldn't be overlooked. Um, so it's not to say that Luke was coping badly as a 12-year-old child or that he was stressed out beyond any um, beyond any extent that he could bear. It's not that he was weak. By no means. It's, in fact, quite likely that because of a genetic predisposition, Luke started to experience psychosis at 12 years old. And I think that's an interesting angle to think about and one that wasn't described in a lot of detail in the article. Not to criticize the article, and I'm quite sure that there was a, um, a word limit for the article, and, um, and I actually really enjoyed and appreciated this article, especially the focus on raising awareness about psychosis and taking the time to outline symptoms of psychosis, hallucinations, describing what a hallucination is, and giving a common example, being hearing voices, delusions, describing what delusions are, and giving a common example of a delusion being someone believing that there is a conspiracy to harm them. Rapid and constant speech being another symptom of psychosis listed. Disturbed speech, for example, switching from one topic to another mid-sentence. Also, not mentioned in the article is loose associations. So, jumping from one topic to another mid-sentence because of making loose associations in their mind, in the mind of the person with psychosis. Um, so sort of jumping around in a disorganized way. Um, a sudden loss of their train of thought resulting in an abrupt pause in a conversation or an activity is another pretty obvious symptom of psychosis also not described in the list of symptoms is social withdrawal although they may touch on it in the article at some point in fact it's it's apparent in Luke's story when he drops out of university and reaches the lowest point of his mental mental illness he just disappeared and there's not a lot of context around what happened there and how he was found again, but it just says he disappeared. So that does touch on, to some extent, the social withdrawal that that happens that can be quite devastating. It's not given in the list of symptoms explicitly, but it's an important one, and it's one that we've talked about in the past on this podcast, and something that I hope to talk about in more detail in the future as well. So the article does a good job explaining Luke's experiences in university and leaving university in third year. And also, it goes into some detail, not a lot, but gives a glimpse into Luke's family life. How Luke's family thought he was just a quiet guy. And that... um, they thought he was a quiet child 
even though he would focus on something and stay out of people's way, he'd hide away in his room, and his parents just thought, oh, that's just his personality. And that's an interesting thing to note, is here again, the difficulty in identifying um, these behaviors as symptoms and not as just features of his personality. So it's something to think about. And I think the most important part about Luke's story is his it, him feeling the need to hide away his experiences, to not share them openly, feeling the need to hide them away. So something that I think that the BBC article does quite well is addressing the stigma and the difficulty in... um, being open about psychosis because of the stigma and to some extent the shame involved in experiencing psychosis. So yes, the stigma is there, but also in addition to that, there's the confusion, there's the lack of clarity about what's actually going on. So combine, so combine the lack of clarity with the stigma and the fear, the sheer terror going on in the mind of the individual experiencing psychosis, all these factors will all account quite clearly for why it is that you wouldn't seek out help earlier on. And so in in Luke's story, um, it's it's actually quite heartwarming to hear how caring and supportive and understanding Luke's family was when it finally became clear what Luke was going through. So I'll just read a, an a excerpt from the article. This is a quotation uh, in Luke's words, what happened. After I went missing, it was fairly obvious to my family that something was wrong. And so as things came to light, they realized I hadn't been at university and that was the first step to getting help. They kind of confronted me about things and they were very understanding and incredibly caring. So, I think that's, that's a really good case of a family stepping up and stepping in and saying, we really love you, we care about you. We don't, I mean, the story doesn't really elaborate on what they said or how they said it, but I just, I like to imagine that what they said was, we love you, we care about you, we don't want you to disappear out of our lives, we want you to know that we're going to be here for you and we want to help you 
to get the help that you need to get well. And that's your number one job right now is focusing on getting well. You know, that was said to me at one point in the past in my life. And I can attest to just how powerful this can be as a message to send to somebody who's experiencing psychosis is just to say, we love you, we care about you. And the number one thing we want you to focus on doing for yourself right now is getting well. And so again, I'll say the the article does a fantastic job recommending that anyone experiencing psychosis should see their doctor immediately. This is because of the fact that early detection and early treatment result in better outcomes for people experiencing psychosis. It goes on to describe treatment um, and therapies in, in very brief detail that are available for people with psychosis. And it goes on to explain Luke's current life situation. Now 26, Luke helps to support young people going through psychosis. And he can see a change in how people now, as, as opposed to 12 years ago, how people are now more open to talking about psychosis. And I think that's one of the gifts that this article gives is opening people up to talking about psychosis. And I think that that's a fantastic, uh, that the article has done a fantastic job at that. And so that's why I thought it would be beneficial for me to spend a few moments talking about it today. And I hope that you, um, I hope that if you like this article or like others, if you find others like this article, you feel open to sending them to me because I love reading these stories. I love hearing about them and I hope that you will too. Well, that's it for today. I hope that you've enjoyed listening to this article, to this podcast. And again, I hope that you would go and read that article if you're interested. Also, if you find any other articles uh, on psychosis or come across them that you think are of interest and should be discussed in this forum, please do send them to me and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Also, if you've enjoyed listening and you want to continue listening, please feel free to subscribe or follow, and that way you won't miss any podcasts. That's it for me. I hope that you'd be well, and I wish you all the best. <laughs>